As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. What's your problem? I don't have a bobblehead. So? You have two, Andy has two, Round Guy has one, Heather has one. Even Cooter Ray has a bobblehead. That's all? I know a guy. Bobblehead guy. Need a Sears bobblehead. I'll be right there. Sorry it took so long. Let's do this. Here you go. Whoa, I'm finally part of Sound Off. Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears, featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Welcome to Sound Off, uh, Keith Murphy, along with John Sears. Congratulations, John. Uh, Brian Geis, who made the original bobbleheads before bobbleheads were a thing that I think everybody. He, I think he started have. making them when I was an intern here. He did he way did. back in the day. Uh, yeah, yeah, around 2001, right around there. Right about when I was an intern. Yeah, you have a bobblehead, so that helps your confidence. It does. It does help my confidence because I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm part of the show now. This is uh, my third bobblehead, and I notice a difference. John, do you notice anything about it? Um, you're talking about up top? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's quite a bit grayer than the past bobbleheads. <laughs> uh, it's good to have you with us here on Sound Off tonight. The number is 282-9010. You can join us at any time. The American League champion Royals picked up where they left off last year, and that's winning. Here's our Sound Off survey. It feels a couple of days out of date, but my goodness, uh, what do you think of the brawling, battling Royals? Gold Glover Alex Gordon goes all out in Chicago, comes up with a catch of the season. But the White Sox beat the Royals twice today. Is the Royals brawling, catching up with them? In a six-game span, the Royals drew nine ejections, mm. five more than any other team has the entire season. And the Royals have been involved in multiple bench-clearing brawls with two teams. Giordano Ventura himself has verbally attacked an opposing hitter in each of his last three starts. Major League Baseball handed down seven suspensions to the Royals and White Sox. So, Royals out of control or standing their ground? It's the sound off survey at whotv.com slash sports. Fred Hoiberg usually looks like he could still play for Iowa State. So to see the coach, weak and slow, shuffling down a hospital hallway, reminds us the physical cost of open-heart surgery. It's also refreshing to learn even celebrities must wear those ridiculous hospital gowns designed for access and humiliation. Hoiberg shared that video and this photo of himself leaving the hospital where, as you see, 
he remembered his personal belongings. Hoiberg's willingness to share all this does wonders for heart health awareness and his bond with Cyclone fans. And what a month at ISU. As Hoiberg recovered, so too did his boss, Jamie Pollard. Pollard set a goal of being back from bypass surgery in time to see his son run at the Drake Relays. Jamie made it. Thomas won it. Drake Relays can only control so much. In April in Iowa, that does not include the weather. Soggy days aside, a first-class event, and I thought the street vault worked better than the mall vault. Had it rained, different story. Lolo Jones withdrew with an injury, and no one seemed surprised, a few even glad. At some point, Lolo went from athlete to celebrity, and the attention machine grinds people's nerves. Lolo isn't an Olympic medalist, but she is an Olympian, world champion, and All-American. Lolo's not Anna Kornikova. Bruce Jenner is also a famous Relays alum. Jenner told Diane Sawyer he's a she. Jenner seems like a nice man. I'm sure he'll be a nice woman. I think it took guts to do the interview to own the past and the people he's hurt. But Jenner lost me when he said he's doing a reality show on being a woman. Suddenly the interview went from confessional to infomercial. Saturday, 38-year-old Floyd Mayweather takes on 36-year-old Manny Pacquiao in a fight five years past its prime. I think Mayweather will win. I hope Pacquiao hits Mayweather so hard he throws in the towel and retires in the ring. Mayweather has five convictions for assaulting women. Five. And he's about to make another $100 million. Shame on us. If we want to see a fight, we should just go to a Royals game. Royals get plugged too much, but they're also playing with a chip on their shoulder the size of Kauffman Stadium. Jordano Ventura needs to try yoga or Tai Chi. This guy picks more fights than Will Hunting. Iowa announced movie night at Kinnick Stadium. Now this brought with it the expected backlash from Cyclone fans, paraphrased as, good idea, where'd you steal it? I don't know if ISU invented movie night. I doubt it, but it is a great idea and Hawk fans will love it. As long as Iowa plays the right movie, remember the Titans, right? Can't pick Field of Dreams for Kinnick Stadium. Let them forever remember the night they played the Titans at Kinnick Stadium. And only our neighbors in Nebraska could come up with the taco cannon. Shooting loose meat out of a compressed air cannon. John, what could possibly go wrong? Nothing. Nothing would go wrong with that. Keith, I don't know if you saw any pictures of the crowd at the Iowa Spring game yesterday, but it wasn't good. Hawkeye officials say 8,000 fans attended the game, but judging by the pictures, I find that hard to believe. Now, the weather wasn't great, but still, I think this is another sign from Hawkeye fans that they've somewhat given up on football and just aren't excited, and that is a bad sign. Apathy has set in with many Hawkeye fans. For a program that needs a jolt, they certainly didn't get it on Saturday. Now, to be fair, Iowa has never had great turnouts at the spring games, but most years you could expect 10 to 20,000 fans all looking forward to the fall. Iowa is never going to get 70,000 at the spring game like Penn State, Nebraska, or Ohio State. I get that, but I would bet there were as many fans, if not more, at the baseball game today than the spring game. The crazy thing is, Iowa won seven games last year. Not great, but certainly not terrible. That says a lot. Fans think this program is heading in the wrong direction, so they're finding other ways to spend their time and money. Or maybe fans have been spoiled. Either way, barring some rise to the top miracle this fall, 
I don't think this upcoming season is going to be any different than last year. But the good news, it's only April. We have four months until the season even kicks off. It's a good point about baseball. You see the crowd at that baseball game. Sold it's, out. It, it's a much more confined space, but mm -hmm. it's full. There's excitement. There's buzz because Hawkeye baseball hadn't really been relevant in a long time, and suddenly it is. Uh, Hawkeye football fans kind of feel like they're coming down the other side. Yeah. Like the, the peak has already happened maybe twice. And they're about to hit another bottom. I think that's Th what they're thinking. Yeah, that crowd was bad. The weather was miserable, but the crowd was bad. Yeah. Uh, Cubs baseball, best start in seven years. Joe and Des Moines will get us started. We do have an open line at 282-9010. Cubs baseball, Joe, what do you think? Uh, first of all, I, I'm going back to the newscast. First of all, um, Cheryl Love is the worst postmaster ever in Des Moines. She has no clue what she's doing. I'm a mailman, but anyway. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about that, so bring us back to you, the Cubs. I know you don't. Uh, go to the Cubs. Um, do you think now with Wayne Wainwright out, she they have a chance to win the Central? I think with Wainwright in, they had a chance to win the Central. Chance, I mean, yes. I mean, you, you got to remember, I mean, Wainwright, you know, he's, he's their best pitcher, but, you know, he certainly is not the whole team. That's the thing with baseball. If the Cubs get a couple hot pitchers, a couple hot batters, they can win the Central with or without Wainwright. Now, Wainwright is certainly a huge loss for the Cardinals. That does help them, but uh, the Cubs are going to be in it. They got a good team this year. And depressingly, I think we're taking steps toward the designated hitter in the National League as I watch this video. And uh, I, I'm not a designated hitter guy. No. I know many people are. Robert and Adele. Robert, how about those uh, battling, brawling Royals? What do you think? Too much? Or those guys are just standing their ground, not taking it from anyone? They are out of control and need to be suspended. Uh, by the way, uh, where can I get that Bible hat? Suspend them and uh, get that. They did lose, lose twice today. I think they are being thrown at too much. I think there is an element of suddenly these guys are contenders and their arrival is being announced, John. But I think at the center of all this, is it's as simple as Jordano Ventura is a hothead yeah. and needs to have a little more discipline on the mound. Now, now last year, the Royals were kind of like the, the underdog story, kind of the feel-good story. Everybody loved talking about the Royals, watching them play. Are they, sign are they kind of turning to the other end where people – are going to root against them. They're no longer the underdogs. They're no longer the lovable Royals. They're going to, people are going to hate them because they're starting these fights. They're, they're somewhat less lovable. Unless you're a Royals fan. I suspect Royals fans love this. Yeah. Andrew in West Des Moines, are you a Royals fan? Andrew, are you a Royals fan? Yeah. Well, yep. So what do you think of this? Do you, do you like it? Um, you know, I, I think they're just holding their ground. I, I don't know. I don't think they can sustain this, though, John. You can't come out you, – you can't play 162 games with this level of emotion, right? No. They, they, I don't know who that guy was there in the jacket just throwing haymakers. I mean, they're a guy throwing haymakers there. The guy that just slipped, I mean, he went at it at somebody. He missed, obviously. But, uh, yeah, you can't do this every series. Uh, at some point, you got to keep your cool. And Ventura is a good pitcher. They need him. He's one of their stars. They need him to keep his cool. Marcy in Ellsworth. Uh, Marcy, the Hawkeye spring football game, were you able to make it over there? No, unfortunately I had to work. But, you know, I really think it's too early to count those Hawkeyes out. I mean, you know, we've got four months of training. There's a lot of good things that can happen in that time. So I think it's really too early to predict and say that they're going to be worse than they have been. I don't think anybody's counting them out at this point. Just saying that the fans mm -hmm. don't seem as excited as they usually do this time of year. Some apathy has set in. 
Well, maybe a little bit, but, you know, there's always us die-hard Hawkeye fans that are behind them all the way no matter what they do. Oh, I know oh, there sure. are. Yep, we, yeah. we hear from them all the time. Thank you, uh, Marcy. It sounds like you are one of those fans. Uh, time for lookalikes with a local connection. By the way, John, I, I, feel, I sense a difference since you got the bobblehead. It seems to have energized you. A little pep in the step or yeah, something? No, little, I don't know. Uh, just, just like, like you, you finally belong. I feel better about right, myself, right. I think, yeah. Um, let's go to these uh, local connections, lookalikes. First up, Dowling quarterback and Iowa recruit Ryan Boyle has more than a passing resemblance to Kenny, or his name was Will Poulter. He played Kenny and We Are the Millers. Brad, uh, Brad will be coming up in just a moment. First off, uh, let's see if Old Spice thinks this is a match. Yeah, I think that's really good. That's good, yeah. I think that's pretty good. That's one of the, the best ones we've had. Nicely done. Brad now. Brad Phillips suggests that I was starting quarterback, C.J. Beathard, who now has how many lookalikes? Like 53? He's on every week, isn't he? he? I think he is on every week. Looks like Chad Kroger. John, is he the lead singer of Nickelback? You would know. You no, know, you know. <laughs> is this a match, Old Spice? <laughs> Nickelback is here. Are you sure it's Nickelback or is it Beathard? Just playing with Nickelback. <laughs> We're not sure. Guys, I've had a lot of people tell me they think I'm crazy this week. I mean, more than usual. But hear me out. Next, in What's Bugging Andy. Like us on Facebook, Sound Off Nation. Scott comments on Hawkeye football. Lucky to get seven wins. Offense has a lot of work to do. Defense will get the Hawks wins like 2013. If Beathard is given the opportunity to be his own player and not restricted by play calling, then I've got plenty of faith in Sunshine. But with the Iowa coaching staff, that's a big if. Andy Fails used to work until midnight and stay up until dawn. Those days are over. And that's what's bugging Andy. Guys, you've heard by now I'm moving to the morning news on May 18th. The reaction to that news has been sharply divided. In the two sides of that division, it's obvious to me which people know me and which people don't. <laughs> the people who don't know me too well say, hey, congratulations, Andy, you'll be anchoring the morning news. The people who do know me say something closer to, what? You'll be doing the morning news? And then they pause like they're waiting for a punchline that never comes. These people do know me, after all. They're not doubting me so much as they're shocked at the idea of something that goes so against one of the most fundamental truths about my character. I am not a morning person. I've never been a morning person. I never liked coffee or cereal or biscuits and gravy. It's the main reason that I never fulfilled my childhood dream of becoming a dairy farmer. <laughs> For 25 years, my friends have known me as someone who despises early mornings and loved, I mean cherished, the wee hours of the night. A full meal at 2 a.m., long bike rides with my dogs at midnight, dodging the stockers with their boxes in the middle of the aisles as I shop for groceries at Hy-Vee at 1 a.m. I was pretty sure that the sun rose in the east every morning, but I definitely couldn't prove it. I was the guy that the McDonald's workers hated because I was always trying to order the Egg McMuffin at 9.59 a.m. And the only thing I knew about morning radio is that I wanted to punch Big Ken and Colleen for sounding so chipper when I felt so lousy. 
So you'll understand why so many people who know me are receiving this news the same way they receive the news of George Clooney's engagement. What? <laughs> why? The reality is things have changed at my house. I mean, for some reason, sleeping in is not as easy as it once was. Gee, I wonder why that is. There is now breakfast cereal everywhere. In the pantry, on the table, in between the couch cushions, in the car. And I've really developed a taste for coffee. All right, the uh, paste is not strong enough. A full-blown addiction to it, as every parent must do, or they die. During the 4 o'clock news has moved me to a traditional daytime schedule, so that has helped my transition out of the nocturnal world that I used to live in. It gave me the same schedule that most of you have, but I found that it came with a host of drawbacks. Traffic jams at 8 a.m., a line out the door at Manhattan Deli at lunchtime. And have you ever seen the parking lot at Hy-Vee at 5.30 on a Friday evening? Take a chill pill, people. It's not Hurricane Katrina that's coming. It's the weekend. So shifting back into a less traditional schedule will mean that I'll go back to avoiding the traffic, the lines, and the headaches. I've come to find that some of the most rewarding things I've done in my life were things that force me out of my comfort zone. Now in this case, that comfort zone will be my nice warm bed, but my hope is that getting into that bed at eight and getting out at two will be the toughest things about this new adventure of mine. That probably won't be enough to convince my many doubters right now, but they can go ahead and say whatever they want, just as long as they say it quietly because I'll be trying to sleep. I'm Andy Fails and that's what's bugging me. Thanks, Andy. Soon we'll be able to say hello to Andy as we're leaving. We may never see him again. What does Jimmy Fallon have to do with who's in your five? Find out next, along with more live calls, 282-9010. You can always join the conversation on Twitter, at SoundOff13. Travis writes, Cubs and Royals fans claim Cards fans are terrible. Those two are now the loudest showing happiness over Wainwright injury. Hmm. Greg tweets, the problem is the Royals are happy Gilmore and fun to watch, and the rest of the league is too much shooter. McGavin. Yeah, the Royals are fun shooter. right now. Yeah, I can't get enough of it. Who's in your five best late-night talk show hosts ever? Number five, Jimmy Kimmel. Four, I don't see him a lot, but he's good. Yeah, he is good. Going John Stewart at number mm -hmm. four. He'll be retiring sooner, leaving that position soon. Number three, Jimmy Fallon. Just seems like he's having a blast. Number two, he's cranky, but he's funny. David yep. Letterman. And at number one, uh, the biggest TV star of all time, not John Sears, John Carson, Johnny Carson. Does Johnny Carson have his own bobblehead? <laughs> no, would be the answer to that. The answer to that uh, is no. Let's get back to a call here. Chase is in Knoxville. Hi, Chase. Hey. Hey. Um, I was going to talk about the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. All right, it's coming up Saturday. Mayweather's favorite. He's two years older. What do you think, Chase? Call your shot. Well, I think there's a reason that Mayweather hasn't scheduled the fight for so long until neither of them are even in their prime anymore. And, and what is that reason? Well, I don't know. <laughs> oh. I, think, I think Pacquiao's going to win. 
All right, I hope Pacquiao does. I win. hope Pacquiao does win. Uh, it's, it, because... it really has been underreported, I think, because so many people make a deal with the devil. Uh, Floyd Mayweather has been to jail for beating a woman. He's been convicted of assault on women five times. Did Did you see the? But the, he makes money. The commentary by ESPN, kind of all week, with Stephen A. Smith just parading around Money Mayweather's house, showing his cars showing his closet, I showing see his it. footwear. It's a, like, it was like a 10-minute story on his house. It, it was embarrassing. I mean, that, it Stephen is embarrassing. A, Stephen A. Smith's report was absolutely embarrassing. It was ridiculous. But to be fair to ESPN, like the outside the, outside the lines, they've done some outstanding Much better. work on uh, shining a light on this because I think some people aren't aware five times this guy has uh, been convicted of abusing women. I, I think and a lot he's of the make time, hundred million dollars. A lot of the week. time, you're thinking like, "All right, when's Stephen A. going to bring up the five convictions of beating women? When is he going to bring that up in between talking about his hundred pairs of sneakers or his seven Lamborghinis in the garage?" It's unbelievable. The Barnstormers' offensive slump continues, but it has been worse. Face-off is next. You can always email the show, soundoff at whotv.com. wasn't all that long ago. Baseball season was just a woeful means to pass the time before Hawkeye football got going in the fall. But thanks to Cubs and Iowa baseball, that script has flipped, and football is going to feel like an even stronger kick to the junk than it did last season. Ooh. Shane and Marshalltown. Given what we've seen and heard about Iowa football so far this spring, you can feel the excitement. Crickets. Is it basketball season yet? That's Ryan in Waukee. Time for more back and forth. I'll generate Murph reacts. Here we go. Barnstormers lost last night 87 to 11. 87 to 11 to the Sioux Falls Storm. That's the worst loss in Barnstormers history. 76 point loss, 11 points of offense. Here's the good news. That's not the worst offensive output in Barnstormers history. The Stormers only scored six points against Orlando back in 1998. Oh. And it's not the worst loss in IFL history. West Texas beat Arizona 86 to nothing. The bad news, it would be the most lopsided loss in AFL history. And it puts more pressure on a likable head coach and players with an impatient owner. 87 to 11, Ooh. man, that is rough. Jameis Winston changed his story about the crab legs. Now he says he had the hookup, meaning mm. an employee looked the other way. There was an agreement. Does that change your opinion on him? No, uh, most of us have had a friend hook us up. I used to let friends into the movies for free. My college buddy who attended bar would give me free drinks. These things are wrong, but mostly knuckle-headed immaturity. In Winston's case, there are too many other red flags. Would you take him number one? No. Even with all his upside, and it's considerable, the downside does everything but throw out caution signs and tax grips. The Packers will retire Brett Favre's number four on Thanksgiving night. Right move? Absolutely. Favre is a Packers legend. The end was ugly, just like the end of many great relationships, but this will bring back the good times, just like a photo album. He's a great quarterback. Still could be fun to wear a Vikings far four to Thanksgiving dinner with Packer friends and family. I know someone is going to do that. After holding out through six Fast and Furious I movies, held out, yep. they finally got you with number seven. Mm. How was it? Well, despite missing the first six, I was able to follow the plot. <laughs> was there a plot? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> and even though the action is absolutely ridiculous, it is a fun, entertaining movie. It also says goodbye to the late Paul Walker in touching fashion. Also, 
Uh, I should note, five of the handsome stars of this movie have male pattern baldness. This is good news for guys like me, John, because not everybody has your Lego hair. You hate me, because you ain't me. Even my bobblehead has better hair than yours. Come on. Bobblehead has better hair than I do. Over under, John, overrated. Overrated, the frozen yogurt stores. I like them, but they're just kind of becoming a trend. Underrated, the old ice cream parlors. I love real ice cream. Give me real ice cream over frozen yogurt any day of yeah, the week. What a bold choice there, John. Sound off survey results. What do you think of the battling, brawling Royals? Uh, the Royals are out of control. 46% of the vote, 53% of you, uh, virtually a split vote, say the Royals are just standing their ground. Now, that's going to do it for us, but if you, if you feel like you missed the beginning of the show, well, you're, you're not alone. You, you did. We did, too. We did, yeah. Yeah, we, we all missed it. <laughs> so we're going to leave you with the sound off send-off. And it is uh, another look at John's big moment. What's your problem? I don't have a bobblehead. So? You have two. Andy has two. Round guy has one. Heather has one. Even Cooter Ray has a bobblehead. That's all? I know a guy. Bobblehead guy. Need a Sears bobblehead. I'll be right there. Sorry it took so long. Let's do this. Here you go. Whoa. I'm finally part of Sound Off. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.